Today on Octal FM, we continue Gelada's education into anime with the hit classic series, Cowboy Bebop. Hello and welcome to the episode of Optal FM. I'm Zephyrin. And I'm Gelada. And we're back today with our second anime episode. We haven't really mm. come up with another name for it yet. I think I went with Anime 101, but I don't know if that's what we're sticking like with yet. like Gelada watches anime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Teach, teaching Jal classic anime. Yeah. And today we're back with another sort of like classic, mm. real, like mold-breaking and sort of like gateway anime Mm. in the form of cowboy bebop yeah and just as a reminder like these episodes i've not watched really any anime we've talked about it a lot and i know a lot about it but i've not watched any and so this is like getting me to watch some anime and you know especially stuff that you've previously watched right so that we get a little bit of a, a like retrospective and not retrospective look. Yeah, to put this in perspective, like I first watched that series similar sort of time when I watched Ava, so sort of like in my uh, mid to late teens, mm. and, and you've just watched it now in 2019. Mm-hmm. I have actually watched this one relatively recently because I, okay. I showed my partner this not so long ago, and she yep. really enjoyed it. But the first thing I wanted to ask you was that, Ooh. like, I know that you were aware of Ava. But were you aware of Cowboy Bebop before I recommended you watch it for the show? I definitely was. Okay. Yes, I had I had heard of it. It is definitely a fairly popular Western anime. I, I mean, I know, like you said, it was very much a gateway um, anime and sort of a almost a breakthrough anime in the West. And yeah, I, it, I feel like it is reasonably within the the like nerd zeitgeist. I didn't really know a lot about it. I definitely mm. remember from the na- knowing only the name or just like mostly the name not really knowing like the name is quite you can't tell what it is from no. the name it's a bit <laughs> right? nebulous yeah and the name if anything is is like extremely whimsical like bebop is such a just that name is very like it sounds weird it's kind of and, fluid kind of floaty yeah you know? and it just sounds kind of jokey mm. um and so like it doesn't really give you any clues as to what it is. Mm. And so I didn't really know a lot about it. More recently, I had heard it sort of described as like Firefly, but anime. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of as much as I knew going into it. That was what I was expecting, if I'm honest. I was thinking, cool, You can cool, definitely see Firefly. its influence in a lot of those things. Like, I can guarantee you that, like, Joss Whedon will have watched Cabo Bebop and yeah. been inspired somewhat by it when creating yeah. Firefly. Yes. Um, you know, there is a lot of similarities with it. And the next kind of question I wanted to ask you before we, before we kind of get into the, the meat <laughs> I'm enjoying it, right? the questions. Just because, like, because we've not talked about this at all. Just yes. like our game players, yeah, we yeah. tried to keep this as sort of like on the on the cusp of freshness as possible, right? Yeah. You, if only one thing sticks in your mind when you think of the series, what one thing comes to mind immediately? It's the music. Oh, I knew you were going to say the music. <laughs> there you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Like... I think that is one of the things that I would say as well is how iconic the music is for the show. Like yeah. whenever I think of the series, I, I obviously I think of the characters, but I think I hear like the opening theme song and some of the other sort of like oh instrumental God, tracks. What an opening theme song. I'm yeah, sorry. It's... Like such a great um, theme tune. 
Yeah, it's definitely the music. Like, it's not all universally good. Mm. Um, some of the music is not great or or a little bit jarring or like verging on sort of avant-garde in its style. Mm. Obviously, the bit that you remember is the sort of like the the jazz um the blues that's sort of like there's like quite fast paced jazz there's also some slow jazz there's a lot of like very kind of ambient um sax which i've written down one of my first notes from watching the show is that a lot of the music reminds me of original blade runner um mm. but not the fast paced stuff or the avant-garde stuff but the the slow jazz bits um, sort of like, you know, solo sax, kind of like, whim- you know, very kind of like mellow sort of sound. There's a lot of that in Blade Runner. And so there's sort of, I saw, I felt, sometimes you, I felt like I could close my eyes and I'm watching Blade Runner instead nice. of Cowboy Bebop. But yeah, definitely the music. Absolutely the music. So going into it, had you ever heard the opening theme song of Tank before? No, I hadn't heard the opening theme before. That must have been quite like a shock. Like you were thinking like, because Ava has such a typical like J-pop, yeah. like uh anime song style opening in fact it's very much considered the quintessential annie song mm. whereas like bebop is like completely the opposite yeah i mean it's, it's very very different i guess i wasn't surprised because again like i watched so little anime that i haven't actually yet got like preconceived notions of mm. like what an what an anime intro is like yeah okay ava like the music is very like what i would expect but then also there's some weirdness in that intro and bebop it's like the there's some different weirdness <laughs> in the intro um i felt like it drew a lot from james bond uh like mm, lots of silhouettes yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah absolutely and you know that kind of thing a lot the music less so um but the because it was more fast-paced but even the, actually to some extent the music like you said the silhouettes of the moving from side, yeah. one side to another and yeah showing kind of like key components from the show as a whole mm. like you would do in a james bond film yeah, yeah. No, absolutely yeah. i haven't really thought of that comparison before that's that's good i like that mm. yeah but yeah like before we dive even further into it you've probably already gauged dear listener what bebop is if you've never watched it but it's like a I, I guess if I give my description of it, that's kind of an interesting point. Um, yeah, see what you picked up mm, on here. It's quite space opera-y. Um, it's a sci-fi, obviously. It's not super space opera, but it is quite space opera. And so what I mean by that is like, it's a sci-fi where it's not a sci-fi for sci-fi's sake. That's how I kind of think of space mm. operas. Like it's like it's it's set in space and it's set in the future, but it's really about the characters and the stories. Yeah. And that is a you can do a similar sort of opera. story in like any time period within yeah. any sort of like technological capability and tell the same sort of story. Exactly because it's so about that, the characters. As right. Opposed the to themes. The, the themes could be any in anything. Right. It just happens to be in a sci-fi. It is very episodic there are themes and there are also plots that weave all the way through from start to finish. But at the same time, it does also have, whenever I, if I watch any anime, I'm always looking for the classic filler episodes. Yeah. And like, it does have a few of those. Like there's an episode where like, there's like someone selling illegal mushrooms and they all <laughs> I get high. You bring a mushroom samba. That's and, the best episode. And I'm like, this is so filler. Like this is just a classic filler episode where like nothing really happens and it's just kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you and mean the episode qu- where I and the dog eat some magic mushrooms and hops down a road? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and it has some even less weird 
but still filler episodes as well. But there are also themes woven through and, you know, the characters remain like they stick as the character roster builds up. They also stick around. So that's the sort of way that it's it's designed. Mm. I do definitely see a lot of themes with with something like Firefly and Blade Runner, you know, in the in the story. It's not quite the same as Firefly uh, in the sense that these guys are bounty hunters and that is very much the theme of all the episodes is that they're like hunting someone down the similarity with firefly is that they like never actually get any money no, <laughs> they, they never, always like, seem succeed. to miss out or something yeah <laughs> everything always goes wrong and they're a bit of a ragtag bunch of people and it's like that kind of stuff i'm like that is very very firefly and also blade runner um it's it's more like it's very gritty like it's mm. a, it's the gritty style sci-fi so like there's a lot of smoke and rain and like things creaking and you know lots of like manual like moving stuff around and things like that it's not star trek sci-fi so, so i don't want i didn't want to get into this just yet but you brought it up so i might as well right mm. i'll get a little ahead of ourselves but i think i've mentioned this on the show before maybe i have i don't know but typically I like my clean sci-fi, right? Right. So I like Star Trek over Star Wars, you know, just like you really kind of like Mm. slick, super futuristic style sci-fi as opposed to something like, say, Battlestar Galactica or even to some extent Firefly. I love Firefly as a show, but like I'd prefer the ship to be all like sleek and nice and technologically advanced and everything. But that's certainly not what Cowboy Bebop is, but I I still love the aesthetic Mm. and I still love the design of everything. It's, It's so real and lived in like the Mm. spaceship that they fly around in is the equivalent of like a 1970s ford cortina or something yeah it's like an old fishing ship isn't it like that's that's why it lands on water all the time yeah (laughs) it it is a fishing ship that's been converted to be a bit of a home-based bounty hunting platform essentially and you and that's intentional like they would have bought it second hand and they tried to just do everything on the cheap and repair it with like you know gaffer tape and watch everything together and that whole world feels so real and lived in despite how kind of ridiculous Mm. it is that you know they can just pop to mars and i know it's notice or whatever Uh, then like you say they're never reliant on the the tech to tell the story the tech is just there to allow them to do stuff that would otherwise maybe be a little bit like over the top like some Mm. of the set pieces in space for example like they're just fun action scenes but they're not crucial to telling the story so they don't require them to do over the top like fantasy like style things they they almost all to some extent fall within like a realistic sense of physics like Mm. they even try and explain some of the ways in which like hyperspace works for example not Mm. like super accurately but you know they don't just like have magical ways of moving around they still have to like go go to a gateway system that allows them to move through sort of like a a, kind of late a lane system that moves them faster and their ships need refueling they they run out of fuel and oxygen and food and water and they have to concern themselves with that you know it makes the the world feel real Mm. i have a I have a favorite thing that I I have quite a lot to say about like the the setting and that kind of stuff like around the fact that yeah there are like all the different planets are involved like Mars and lots of moon like Jupiter's moons and stuff mm. like that. There's a few things that I have to say about that which um I I sort of noticed and I always think about when I'm reading or watching sci-fi. Number 1 is gravity. I always mm. watch for how gravity is handled in a in a show or in a book. Bebop doesn't quite get it right in terms of realism and it's a classic thing that you avoid so they do have some like lack of gravity on the spaceship 
type moments, right? There, there's times when you're like, oh, everything's fine. And then you realize, no, hang on, you're actually floating. Mm-hmm. And like, they, they, it's just kind of normal, but also thought out enough that it happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah, there wouldn't be gravity some of the time, that kind of thing. What they miss is, and most things miss this, and it always winds me up, is every planet has the same gravity. Ah, yeah, good point. Like, does, every, yeah. like tiny little moons, little Jupiter moon, and you're like, you are walking just like it's on earth yeah (laughs) like even mars which is sort of like the central like big rich city location for the the show like that's its sort of main location mars has like significantly lower gravity than Earth. much lower much lower Um, and so like they're just walking around like it's like new york city if you ever want to there's a couple of recent um, sci-fi books that i've read which explore this more in a really good way and sort of really take that like space opera but also not too operatic um and sort of fairly down to earth and kind of like that like like we said like where the tech gets out of the way and the futuristic mm. bit gets out of the way there are two that i've read recently one of them is a series by ian mcdonald called luna and bebop reminded me um a lot of luna because uh, like luna is set on the moon uh, and it's like game of thrones but sci-fi mm. so it has um it has a really interesting concept in that on the moon, the moon is entirely corporate and like there are no governments, there are only businesses. Hmm. And the planet is run by like six big businesses that are owned by families. And that sort of reminded me of like in Bebop, there's like syndicates and, hmm. and bounty hunters and, you know, everything is quite like commercial. And like, that's how the wor- the universe works is around sort of like pure kind of capitalism type stuff Hmm. and there's not a lot of you don't see yeah there are police but you don't see a huge amount of like government influence yes in like the stories of bebop it's very like you know it's very much about money and and business yeah like you could almost imagine it never like spells it out too much but like the bounties that they chase after aren't even necessarily being done by like the governments they're being yeah. issued maybe like corporations yeah and right. security firms and exactly stuff like that. Like, exactly and even if it isn't like it doesn't really matter because yeah. like you say they're just out to get their money and that's and it. that's really cool you know exploring like well if we expanded from just earth like what kinds of changes in society would happen and luna really explores that um if you if you ever want to read a a good set of sci-fi books there's a lot of yeah it's like capitalism and like just dealing with how humans would behave but also Mm. it it tackles the gravity thing right like every like people on luna are like super tall and really thin Mm. and they can't if you're born on luna you can't go to earth because your your organs would collapse because you can't live on earth's gravity yeah because you just haven't got the resistance strength yeah and there was another one as well called um red rising which is by pierce brown and that is based on lots of planets and that's what it reminded me of with bebop like it's it's based primarily on mars and mars is the obvious one but then there's also like jupiter's moons and like the asteroid belt and you know Mm. all of that kind of stuff and so again like bebop i really liked that it's like there's a bit of earth and there's a bit of mars and there's a bit of like ganymede and that kind of thing like that's really cool because it's like realistic like it's like well yeah like we would try and terraform all of these different planets and mm, you know more useful and like, habitable locations there's the episode where they go to venus and it's like they terraformed it by having these floating plants in mm. this in the sky and it's like that's and there's like venus sickness which is where if you're allergic to those plants you go blind and it's like that's so cool like yeah, thinking it's a nice about, little detail yeah yeah like thinking about really 
interesting like consequences of terraforming not just like oh we've terraformed everywhere everywhere is green and everywhere it's like, is earth like yeah yeah you know it avoided some of it like i say like gravity and like yeah everywhere you can breathe all the time and it's fine you know they don't seem to be too worried about getting like their ships smashed up and losing all their oxygen yes yeah, there's yeah. plenty of like opening the airlock and just hanging on to something yeah. for a bit. <laughs> Very for an action sci-fi as opposed yeah. to like hard sci-fi. It's like a really good blend. Like it was a really, you know, forgetting that it's an anime or not, it was a really, really good blend of like gritty sci-fi, but not too much um, that you could still suspend some, you've still got to suspend some belief a little bit to like let that action flow, if you mm. like. So moving on from the setting, because mm. I think we've spent quite a long time on talking about like the, the world in which Cowboy Bebop exists mm. in, what's more interesting, and definitely the, the primary draw for the series for me, other than the music, is the characters. Like, yeah. Let's talk about the characters. Yeah. What did you, or how did you feel about the, the main cast, the, the main three, four cast members? I really liked them. Mm-hmm. I really liked the, some of the backstories. Faye's backstory in particular is really cool. Spoilers for Cowboy Bebop. But like, you know, she's like from the past. And that's kind of person out of time almost. Yeah. And that's like revealed really late. Like it's not revealed in like episode four or anything. That's like you get through a good chunk of the series and then that comes in. So that's really interesting. Um, My favorite character was Ed. Um, I really, (laughs) I really, really like Ed. Like she's just... I don't know, there's just, it's just so charming as a character Mm. and so much fun. You know, it's such a great contrast to like brooding characters. And then you've got Ed as well. I just really, really enjoyed, enjoyed her character. One of the reasons that I always enjoyed the characters for so long is that obviously that they all have a similar like an anime style trope like spike is kind of the the cool mysterious dude mm-hmm. that's kind of just good at everything then there's there's jet who's kind of like the the dad of the group who's kind of responsible and kind mm-hmm. of gruff and then there's the really sexy female character you know but they all despite that because they do fit into those trends and those tropes yeah. but they also all have a genuinely well thought out backstory and mm-hmm. they they're not just like it isn't just all focused around spike who is obviously the main character yeah it they all have somewhat of a backstory even ein to some description has a yeah. backstory yeah, yeah, yeah. that is interesting and worthwhile like exploring a little bit and it makes them a lot more believable you you realize why they're there they're on the ship and why they don't just kind of like because they hate each other sometimes and like why they don't just leave because they need each other to some extent because of their past yeah and i think like the themes of the anime are almost too obvious in that it's really dealing with like loneliness and isolation you know like all of the characters they are all in some ways like disconnected from Mm. the world around them and they are unified in their in their loneliness whether it's jet you know leaving you know, like previously being in the police and then all the stuff that goes on with him or, you know, Spike, like evading the syndicate that he used to be part of or Faye, like waking up and not knowing where she is or Ed, like, you know, being abandoned by a dad and stuff like that. Like, it's like they all have that same theme, very obvious theme running through them. Mm. And, you know, I don't know if it was maybe because I was coming from watching Ava and going into Bebop but, like, I was looking all the time ah, for, like, okay, the yeah. underlying, like, what's going on? What's like, the what psychology the, here? Yeah. yeah, what's the psychology? And, like, it does have a few, like, weird episodes 
um like the first episode with vicious for example mm. um which is it quite early on takes a, it takes you by surprise a little bit because some of the episodes mm. are very light-hearted like you say that there's the mushroom episode which is always the sort of yeah. the go-to one but then the, there's other sort of sillier episodes well like where they're playing chess you know with an old right. man yeah uh, or they're like you know chasing down like a hit and run dude in like a or giant the, space truck or the weird like floaty guy like who's yeah, like genetically dude. modified yeah. like yeah <laughs> i mean there's a bit of sinister like sinisterness there as well but yeah it, it i don't i was frustrated with myself for being frustrated when <laughs> the like weird the episodes came along oh, and i was I see, like right, oh, yeah. i don't really want this because i'm really enjoying these characters and i kind of don't want this to turn into a weird anime like every time it happened, I was like, "Is this it from now on? Mm. Like, am I not am I not going to get the like cool stuff anymore?" Well, it's kind of interesting going from Ava to to this because mm. Ava, for the most part, has a fairly like linear story and has like mm. con- fairly consistent values running throughout every episode, apart from maybe one or two where they do sort of like have like weird tangents because they kind of wasn't sure where they go with. Cowboy Bebop's kind of the opposite in that most of the episodes are very self contained. Like, yeah. I think all but like four or five of the episodes basically tell their own story. Yes. Um, You know, whether that be about like a bad guy they're chasing or about a location or whatever. But then, like you said, there's the core story running through it, which is primarily to do with Spike's past and him dealing sort of like with his long lost love and his betrayal of the syndicates and like they say Vicious as the main sort of bad character. And it is a little bit jarring to go from the episodic content to those more serious through stories um mm. sometimes um like i remember the end crept up on me quite a lot because i think one of the mm. episodes towards the end of the series like spike's having like a really kind of weird slapstick like rivalry with like a fake cowboy and then yeah. all of a sudden the next episode is like him about to take down all these people like loading up with like guns and grenades and stuff it's yeah. like genuinely quite serious it's like wow that's a bit of a juxtaposition mm. Yeah, and I and I didn't really mind that. I liked the overall story going through it. I just didn't like the abstract art style that mm. sometimes came with it, and that I saw. This is what I, I'm quite interested in seeing if this is like general, like Japanese Japanese art and you know anime and manga style. In that it's like none of this, none of the things that they're saying really make any sense, and nothing really is quite like that you can go through half an episode and you're like nothing is really cohesive or you get to the end of the, the end of the episode and you're like i don't really know what happened in that yeah and that's like most of ava but it's yeah. also like you know there's like a handful of episodes in in bebop where you get to the end of it and you're like i don't really know what was going mm. on there like it's being a little bit it's back to the obtuse thing you mm. know we talked about this with ava like it's like is it being purposefully obtuse or is it actually genius I saw that again in Bebop, and I'm intrigued to see if that keeps happening every time I watch an anime. Mm, yeah. I don't know if maybe that's just because of the anime that I'm recommending, because they're maybe, like maybe. usually sort of like more regarded as sort of classics mm. and sort of the test of time more as opposed to sort of more whimsical, mm. like lighthearted action maybe. or comedy or romance maybe. or anything like that. Like, to, I don't to, know. to add another data point to it, one, one anime that I have watched is the like film versions of Madoka Magica. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the same. Oh, well. <laughs> 
that's uh i think that's not a fair comparison okay fine (laughs) (laughs) that's a bit extreme okay fine but it's still like yeah i don't know it's like that's this i see you've got a bit of a through line here for all your experience with anime so far so far there is yeah well maybe the next series i need to choose needs to be something a little bit like a bit different in that regard Hmm. for you so like one of the things that I, want, I wanted to make sure you were aware of as well and to maybe talk to the listeners about as well, which I think is super cool. I think I mentioned it to you briefly at one point as well, is that so Bebop, much like Ava, was a, an original anime. Like it's not based on any other existing property. Right. Um, there have been other things created as a result. Like there have been multiple manga series written and there, there was another movie as well, which I don't know if you got a chance to watch. I haven't, um, no. The movie like isn't tied to the main story itself. It's its own self-contained thing and it's set sort of like somewhere towards the tail end of the series, but before okay. the actual end of the series for obvious reasons. Uh, but it's worth watching, like that's for sure. Okay, cool. But the series almost didn't happen, which I think is super cool, right? In the Mm. originally the guy who wanted to make it shinichiro watanabe he he had a sort of idea that he wanted to make some kind of anime and he wanted to do his own thing and every studio basically went like no do this do something that will sell he's like "Ah, no i'm not really feeling it so eventually bandai said to him you can you can make something he's like oh cool and he came up with with bebop and the sort of like similar sort of ideas of it and then they fell through they're like no no we can't build anymore and he's like oh my god he's got to and then their sister company, Bandai Vidual, decided to take him on and said, look, you can make the show, but you can do whatever you want and we won't, we won't have anything to do with what you make, but it has to have spaceships in it so we can sell toys. <laughs> Which I just think is so like cynical, but also yep. so perfect for our modern world in that mm. one of like the most kind of well-known gateway classic anime of the past like t- you know, two decades only got created because a company executive said we want to sell toys <laughs> you know did it sell i pre- did it sell toys i mean i presume I, it sold some. <laughs> i think it probably did but like really that's not what the show is like remembered for like any anime usually is sold on its like figurines of its characters if you're going to sell merchandise yeah. or sort of like other affiliated appearances in, in like other media and like games and stuff like that and there have been some of those for cowboy bebop but very much so that that wasn't what made it famous what made it famous mm. was like its excellent story and yeah. its very memorable characters and its outstanding sound design yeah. and, and its music and everything you know yeah. and i just think that that tale is is so you couldn't make it up mm. like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's so perfect for such a classic series to have created out of such a weird circumstance yeah agreed agreed i feel like um spike's ship the swordfish is it mm-hmm. is that his would yeah. be the only one that you would sell toys of because the others are very utilitarian in the yes. way that they look <laughs> like spike's ship is is cool looking it's yeah. like you know sleek and it was originally a racing ship within yeah. the ship's law and then it was like modified to be like a kind of a fighter yeah uh whereas the other ones are like actual construction work yeah. ships and docking yeah. ships and stuff like this like you say the actual the, the main ship itself the bebop is is a fishing mm. ship it's um, an interesting like to talk about the like figurines as a concept for a second like when we when tony and i went to japan oh dear like we how many askers did you see yeah well but what's interesting is like none of the none of what i saw really resonated with me right like when i went i was like this is amazing that there's like so much stuff like those those like secondhand shops right where mm. you've got like cases upon yeah, cases box type things yeah, yeah of like secondhand things and i'm looking at it all and i'm like cool i don't know what any of this is yeah. but this is just amazing and i'm really interested to go 
back to Japan because we're going back next year with even just the two series that I've watched, like、mm. watching Ava and watching Bebop, and to go back and to look at those shops again. And like be able to spot things and be like,、mm. oh, that's like, you know, that's Ed from Bebo. Or, oh, that's like the swordfish, you know, like spot like stuff from Ava as well. It's an interesting, I'm going to enjoy having that, like experiencing that in a、mm. different way. And I can sort of, having now watched a couple of series, I can see why like that stuff is so popular、yeah. because anime does do such a great job of. I don't know how, I don't know what it is. This、like、is merchandising inter- itself yeah, you know, into separate, other. Yeah, but also, like, a, this is probably a separate topic in itself, but like, you get very, very attached to the characters、mm. and the and the worlds more so than I feel than you do with films、mm. most of the time. There's something about it that just grabs you a lot more. I think it's maybe because everything is slightly more over the top. Yeah, they're a bit bigger than life, aren't they? Yeah. Because it like, can be. They're、um, never going to meet someone as cool as Spike or as, like, you、yeah. know, suave and sophisticated as Faye or something, you know. But when you see them on screen, they're very memorable for their extreme, like, turned up to 11 traits. Exactly, exactly. And it reminds me of.、Um, I always remember, I don't know why this sticks in me, with me, but the news stories after Avatar came out. I don't know if you remember this, but. And I don't know how much of this is true or how much of it is just like、um, sort of tabloid media style coverage, but like there was sort of a lot of coverage about how people got really obsessed with Avatar, the film,、hmm. because of the. Well, no one really knows why. Like, people got very, very attached to like the world of Avatar、mm. and the characters and the design of it. And like, the I can't remember the name of the like weird blue species, whatever they were、oh, called. Yeah, whatever they were called. But like、yeah. that whole thing, like, people got very obsessed and sort of like felt a sense of loss when the, the film, film was over. Yeah. And Ava and both Ava and Bebop, even though the characters in Ava aren't memorable, aren't memorable they are, but they're not、um, likable. Likable, <laughs> that's the word. But Bebop, obviously, the characters are all likable. But like, I felt some of that as we approach the end of Bebop,、um, where, and it's interesting because I was like, oh, they're going to have to start wrapping this up quick. And as I was thinking that, they started to like tie up all the loose ends.、Mm. You know, it's like, very bittersweet as well. Like, yeah. That sense of these characters are starting to go their own ways. Yeah. They're realizing the finality of their own relationships with one another. And, and really, also, my relationship with them is coming to an end, too. And I was, I was so impressed by, like, there's the episode where, where Ed leaves. And I was like, she's not going to leave. Like, she's going to turn around and she's going to go back. And it's like, it's such a flawed ending because you're、mm. like, why are you going? Like, your dad just, like, even though. He like greeted you so warmly. He then also just like disappeared immediately,、mm. but you still left the bebop to go and find him and be with him. And it's like that's so interesting in its flawedness,、mm. in that it's like, you know, a, a classic happy ending would have been her realizing that she's better off with、so、her real family is the bebop crew. Exactly,、yeah. exactly. And it like didn't do that.、No. And I was like, no way. Like you're actually going to like have like a, you know, like. A sort of almost bad ending for that character, like an ending that you're from the outside, you're like, no, don't do that. Like, that's not the right thing to do. Well, it's kind of sad in a way because Ed ends up sort of back where she started. Faye slips back into the same sort of lifestyle she, she tried to leave. You know, Spike goes off and confronts his past, but with the results that occurred. And、mm. Jet's left all on his own, you know,、yeah. back where he started, pretty much just like the only 
rock in a universe that hates everything and it is like it is quite a sad ending like bebop is quite a sad ending and it draws it out over like three episodes Mm. you know i i definitely got to the end being like oh i'm kind of i'm a little bit gutted yeah it bums you out quite quite seriously in a very different way to ava like ava just like exhausts you yes whereas like bebop's like drains you of like oh wow that was heavy like oh yeah you know and it's very, like a different style. It's, it's like it just it isn't the endings that you want for the characters that no. you've been following for that whole time. You want them to have like much happier endings. But also, as we said, like there is there's the themes of like loneliness and just imperfection in all mm. of them. That means that that's the only ending that actually makes sense for them. Like, of course, like, of course, the ending is imperfect for all of them because it's yeah, like, it wouldn't that's... feel right for them to all just sort of like sail off into the sunset yeah. with like a happy music playing all together on the ship and going off exactly. to do their next and it's the, job. And it's the same with things like Firefly and, and, and Galactica yeah. and stuff like that. You know, those sort of like more gritty space operas do tend to go that way, you know, and, and Bebop is definitely no exception. I must say, now you mention it, a lot of the sort of other kind of like classic anime series that I'm coming to mind, none of them really have happy quote unquote endings. Mm, interesting. Like they're not necessarily like really nasty endings, but they're not like happy sort of everyone mm. gets kind of go home together sort of endings. Mm. But yeah, that was uh, that was Cowboy Bebop. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Like it's a real classic series. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's... I enjoyed it far more than Ava. Like I do really. I don't I think... blame you for enjoying it more than Ava. Ava's not fun. <laughs> I will probably like think about Ava more than I think about Bebop mm. over time. There's definitely a lot less to like dissect Unpack, yeah. with Bebop. But at the same time, it is i can see why it is so significant Mm. and it is absolutely like if you have to have my like non-nostalgic recommendation of of watching an anime then you have got to watch cowboy bebop like a hundred percent it is i think uh, another key thing to mention about it especially as a a quote-unquote gateway series is how good the english is for it like i know you watch it in english i yeah so actually that's a really like before we before we close like yeah i i watched it entirely in english i didn't watch a single episode or a single line in japanese the english was really good i really enjoyed what i thoroughly enjoyed watching it in english maybe one day i will go back and 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 watch like a couple of episodes in japanese Mm. to get a feel for the voices and the characters in japanese but it was it was outstanding i loved it i loved watching it in english for sure one of the things that I think makes it work so well in English is that the voice actors don't try and add like their own personality to the characters. Hmm. Whereas in a lot of series, when they dub over the original Japanese, like they'll put on like different accents or kind of give them sort of like weird personality traits that aren't really there. But I don't feel like that happens in Bebop. Like everyone just kind mm. of sounds consistently like they should be sounding from their actions all the right. time, you know? Yeah. Um, like even Ed's ex- eccentricities sort of like stay pretty consistent weirdly. Like, yeah. Um, you know, she's always got that sort of weird, like over the top giddiness. Right. Um, it never sort of goes into like ridiculous territory or like creepy territory. It always stays fairly consistent. Um, mm. and, and I think most English dubbing, especially sort of from this era, from like late nineties, early two thousands, because this is nineteen ninety eight. Mm. Um, they had that problem uh, of like a lot of characters like adding or how other voice actors adding their own takes on a character right weren't there to begin with. Interesting, interesting. Uh, and the last thing that's mentioned as well is that it's not it's not out yet, but it will be relatively soon, within oh, maybe yeah. the next like year or two, is they're doing a Netflix live action series version of, yes. the, of the show. I, I did a little a little bit of like looking up of, of this to try and find out a little bit more about it. I understand that it has been delayed a little bit um, due has, to yeah. injury. Um, the, the main actor, the guy that plays Spike, 
got injured. I think he, he like injured his foot or something. Mm. Uh, so uh, they've decided to basically uh, put it on hiatus for like nine months to let him heal. Mm. I'm very interested to see how they do. Like, I'm excited to see because, you know, I perhaps have that benefit of not having like mad nostalgia. Like 20 years worth of nostalgia build up. Yeah. That means that I'm like, no, you can't touch my precious Cowboy Bebop. Like, I'm more like, cool. Yeah, I want to see it in a different angle. I want to see more Bebop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I kind of knew you would. It was a pretty safe bet. Like, unlike Ava, where it's like, (laughs) well, you could go either way with this. You could absolutely hate it. But it's also really interesting. Bebop's just just pretty good. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty safe one. But I am going to have to think of another series for you to watch. Maybe mm. something that's a little bit like less obvious and something that's going to like challenge more of your preconceptions Definitely. about anime. Definitely. But if uh, our listeners have got any suggestions, because I, God knows I don't have every single anime under the sun in my brain, <laughs> uh, you know, do let us know. Let us know I feel like you like have to... most of them, though. I feel like... Yeah. Quite a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I feel the problem I have is that like with a lot of people who I recommend anime to like my, my partner or my friends and stuff like that. I only ever recommend like the good stuff. So mm. when they end up finding like other series on their own, like separate from my recommendations and they find something, it's like, that was kind of crap. Like anime is pretty rubbish. <laughs> and then they set their bar far too high. Like one of the first series I ever got my partner to watch was uh, fate zero. Right. Uh, which for me is like one of the best anime series mm. of all time. And she's like, is it as good as fate zero? I'm like, no, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that that's really good. Like, the yeah, benchmark yeah, yeah. is so high. Mm. So, yeah, do recommend anything that you would like Jal to react to. And maybe I've seen it. Maybe I haven't seen it. I don't know. That'll be interesting. We both had a sort of a fresh take, almost like an anime club yeah, episode. Definitely. That'd be cool. Yeah, definitely let us know if there's anything that you think I should be watching. Uh, please let me know something that is not too long. Like, <laughs> Bebop was great, like 26 episodes. Yeah, well, I think we're going to try and stick with, with either uh, one or two season long shows. So Bebop's considered a two season long show because it's 26 episodes, which is like half a year in the Japanese sort of like TV airing schedule. There's like a split in the middle, right, as well, because yeah. like th- there's a middle episode where it is like a break. Like you can tell yeah. it's a break. That's pretty typical for most like 25, 26 episode long se- anime series. Right. Okay, and then so so that's sort of like the length we're going for. Like I wouldn't say longer than a twenty-six episode or so a two-season series, mm-hmm. two series series, because it's just not feasible to get through really for the for the show. Yeah, so definitely. no, like one piece of like a thousand episodes or oh anything like that. Uh, you know, definitely no two hundred long episode like Full Metal Alchemist or anything like that. Mm, definitely not. Please, please, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know. Uh, you can send us an email show at octal.fm. Or you can come and grab us on Twitter at OctalFM on Twitter or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash OctalFM. And yeah, this has been really fun. Really enjoyed watching Bebop for this episode. Now you uh, know all the references are when you see them online. Absolutely. It's, it, the, the best thing about watching anime is that I get all the memes. <laughs> yes, there are many. And you'll be able to spot like you say when you go to Japan next time. Yeah, but, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially Ava. You know I'm going to be coming back with like bebop figurines it's just gonna happen now definitely (laughs) um but yeah in the meantime i've been gelada and i've been saffron and catch us again for another octal fm very soon should probably end with uh see you space cowboy (laughs) nice